When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome, everyone, to the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by Visa, a network working for everyone. It is myself, Jake Seeley, and Brandon Funston, not working for Jake Seeley, is Nando DeFino, who put today's rundown together that I only found out about five minutes ago, Brandon Funston, because he sent it to the wrong email last night. So 10 minutes ago, I'm like, hey, I thought you were doing the Nando. There you go. Thanks, Nando. And he's like, oh, Jakey, as he always does, he sent it to the... So I am reading this rundown. Just as everybody else is going to be reading at this, like listening to it at the same time. So, Faustin, you are more prepared than I am for what we're talking about today. You'll be not shocked to know that I opened it for the first time five minutes ago. So we are right in line. But that's just me being a team player. I didn't want to, you know, have an advantage over you by knowing the script ahead of time right. and more than you. That, that's so. what it was, team play. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're gonna we are talking week four. Rankings. Thanks, DVR, in the background with the great teamwork. Uh, if you want to drop any questions in the comments, we'll get. We'll kind of like take little breaks, try to get to some of those to help you out. But all right, let's see. Oh, he did old Roman numeral. Roman numeral. If I could even say that, <laughs> Roman numeral uh, with the. <laughs> no, no, I love no, no. All right, I don't even know how to read these because I, I like I can't do a Nando voice, which would be great. Like Adam Ronis <laughs> can do a Nando voice, and then I can read him in his voice and be like, "Hey, Jiggy," but that's all I can do is make my voice that's deeper. Right. So, hey, yeah. <laughs> Are the Raiders the most interesting team in the rankings this week? Every position has a little bit of crazy to it. All right, so valid question, but let's talk about it. So Derek Carr is on fire, and I still had Jake. See, pussy, I can't read it. Derek Carr is on fire, and Jake still has him at sixteen. Like I can't even. <laughs> He's going to do a search and replace for Jake and put I in there. Yes. So So here's his question, and I'll let you go first, Funston. Uh, He says, can we put Derek Carr at eight and just call it a day? Uh, You know, I mean, he could be as high as eight. I don't know if I see myself ever ranking him a whole lot higher than that on any given week because he doesn't run a whole lot. So you're kind of counting on the 380 yards all the time. Um, I am at 12 this week, so I was kind of surprised. You I have a 14. So- what is he talking about? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, I, good question. I, I uh, do not know. <laughs> all right, so um, 12 and 14. I, I think the, the me- more interesting part is Derek Carr, is, Derek Carr is what he is. He's just a better version of what he's always been. Um, but the interesting part is the wide receivers because it's like we have to start – Figuring out how we want to, to rank the, these three, so yeah, go ahead and uh, go ahead and transition to them if you would like. Well, so the Derek Carr situation is—I just keep saying this—he's just new Phil Rivers. Is sure he can finish eight given week, but it's kind of that fringe QB one who doesn't run. And like, talk about who's in front of him. You're starting 
Derek Carr over Aaron Rodgers, even going against Pittsburgh, who Joe Burrow was just remarkably efficient against that Pittsburgh defense to not fear it. Are you starting Russell Wilson or Derek Carr? Dak Prescott or Derek Carr? Stafford, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. Like, where are you putting Derek Carr over any of those guys? Yeah, I, I could maybe make the argument for Russell Wilson. I, I'm down on Russell, but I actually haven't won ahead of Derek Carr right now, but um, a little bit worried about him, but I, I get I get your point completely. So I, Real I quick. think what yeah, go ahead because that's interesting. So I, Pat had Russell Wilson pretty low too when I did Pat Mayo's ranking show, and I asked him this question: Are you down on Russell Wilson because of the narrative and the fact that he doesn't show up in San Francisco a lot against that defense, but also in San Francisco a lot? Or is it what you've seen the first three weeks? Well, why can't it be both? Because it is a little bit okay. of both. I mean, look at. The, the narrative about him not showing up in San Francisco, it's literally nine for nine in him not showing up. I mean, it's it's one game above I 200. Thought had, I no, thought he had one good game. Like, he had one he good was, game where he had 25 ago? rushing yards and he added a rushing TD. But even okay. his rushing numbers have been down there. He's only had he's never had a, more than a two passing touchdown game there. He's never had he's had one game over 237 yards and that was 258 or 251 or something like that. So he has never gone off there. Um and it's also, oh, I mean, it's just a very Jekyll and Hyde offense, and they've been really bad in the second halves, and they aren't spreading the ball. They're not getting a whole lot of love outside of Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf as well. It's a very narrow tree there. So, uh, yeah, I would like to see them expand like we thought they would with the Shane Waldron offense. Yeah, I asked Mike Tomlin two, three years ago is – the year before the year before COVID, so three years ago, uh, about the whole Ben Roethlis. Remember Ben Roethlisberger's road splits, how egregious they were? Yeah. And he kind of stopped. It was funny. It stopped that season after that. It wasn't completely stopped, but it had stopped being so egregious. And I asked him, I said, you know, what, what's the sense behind this? And I, I said, are you calling different plays because you're on the road? Is it something where, you know, the crowd noise? Because, of, of course, again, this was before COVID and all that type of stuff. And, you know, he kind of coach speak me a little bit, but this wasn't like an interview. This was just off on the side. It was the same time I asked him if like James Conner was his guy. And he's like, yeah, I've always, you know, I, I'm going to go with my guy. He kind of alluded to I'm going with my guy without saying I'm going with a bell cow guy. And he was that year for James Conner. So he's telling the truth in the fact, but he also said there's not a whole lot to explain. It's like, yeah, of course, we're running a little bit of different style, but it's not a complete overhaul of the offense. Some players are just comfortable at home in their own city, in their own beds. And they're like... He goes, I can't say that's definitively anything what it is. And sometimes these things just make sense. It's not like we're changing the entire offense for him to be on the road. So I say all that to say, like, you know, it might just be narrative of Russell Wilson being something. Maybe it's just something about San Francisco he doesn't like. It could be maybe that. Maybe it's the field. It, Honestly, maybe it's the field. It could be that. It also could be that San Francisco's had really good defenses, uh, you know. Of and course. You know, and you play a, a division opponent on the road in a hostile environment like that against a good defense, you're going to, yeah, you're going to have struggles. So, yeah, I think there's a lot that goes into it. But, yeah, it's not just that. It's it's just the, the Seattle offense is, like I said, Jekyll and Hyde, and you have to kind right. of factor in that they could just, you know, put up a dud like they did last week. I like how I turned a San Francisco or a Derek Carr question into a Russell Wilson question. This <laughs> yeah. is, we've already one, actually not even a full question, one third of a question in, and we've already blown up. <laughs> no I, uh, we don't have what? to answer this now, though, right? Because we just kind of did. Yeah. This, uh, this question, the second yeah. part of it, I, I got to phrase it a little bit differently because his part was saying Peyton Barber is going to get the start again. Gruden seems to like him. 20 plus touches. <laughs> how high can we put him? 
I got to phrase it a little bit differently because he's right. And you edited my column this week. So you know that I called Peyton Barber and Kenyon Drake sleepers, quote unquote, as in you could possibly start both this week if needed. So let's say Peyton Barber on his own Funston. And then if not your boy, Josh Jacobs, potentially, if Josh Jacobs is back. So basically, where do you rank Barber and where do you rank Jacobs, depending on if Jacobs plays or not? Yeah, I, I'm. I would rank. I would rank Jacobs twenty. Um, I would rank Peyton Barber about twenty five or twenty six, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit lower. Actually, even maybe possibly down to like the twenty eight range. Um, and I say shame on you, Miami, for giving up that kind of production <laughs> to Peyton Barber last week. Um, <laughs> so I mean, am I am I going to follow the idea of him getting another twenty three carries and over a hundred yards and a touchdown? No, I'm going to kind of be more like, well, if he plays again, it's more likely to be like a 70 yard or maybe gets maybe gets into the end zone. The touchdown 70. feels. Yeah, I'm, that, just, could, I'm ready. Could be I'm ready for 19 for 31. Like, I totally just, I totally hear you. I get that as well. That's why that that's why I don't just plug and play, uh, you know, Barber into where I had Jacobs rankings. All right. Well, then how far up your rankings are we going? Henry Ruggs. The breakout is here. It's finally Henry Ruggs season <laughs> after everybody hated him last year. I'm so glad I stuck with Henry Ruggs. All that being said, Funston, I'm not putting him inside my top 30 yet just because Brian Edwards, Dar- 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 Darren Waller, and then the biggest factor is their version of Cole Beasley. Hunter Renfro is just the stable presence. Right, exactly. Uh, I have him in my in my mid-40s right now, and, and maybe that's a little bit too low. Uh, I don't have him as a wide receiver three, but I, I, I'm curious to – here you decide uh, you decide like you know i think we both agree that brian edwards is kind of like the last guy but you know i think th- there'll be plenty of weeks where edwards will be higher than rugs i feel like renfro is the safest guy to finish second <laughs> among this trio every week you know like or to be right there so third on the team always behind waller and a receiver yeah i'm with that the thing is is edwards is getting a little bit more work than Renfro is snaps and rouse and stuff like they just doesn't seem that way because Derek Carr doesn't look at him until the fourth quarter is right. almost over <laughs> exactly so all right um, yeah go ahead where that, you, so where do you have where do you have uh, I have him in the 40s okay okay you, you said be, again because of that is just the fact that you know it, it could be Renfro it could be Ruggs could be Edwards and then I kind of feel like the good thing about it is Ruggs floor is better than Edwards but Edwards honestly admittedly ceiling feels higher than Ruggs does yeah, and I, honestly, I'm I'm noticing he's gotten a carry each of the last two weeks too. Uh, Rugs has, and I just make mental notes. That's always a tiebreaker for me. The potential for the guy to get some use on like a reverse or a something like that uh, just adds a little cherry on top. All right. Well, I'm reading his second question verbatim because there's no other way. To, I, I mean, no matter how many ways I work this, I can't because it's coming from Nando. <laughs> it says <laughs> first ranking I went and looked for was Colin Johnson. Why receiver 72, Jakey? <laughs> so what is I, I, this is the thing. He texts me sometimes just Jakey, Jakey. And that's the entire text. <laughs> I have no idea what he's alluding to. Like, what is it good? Is it bad? Like a question? I have no idea. So you interpret this, Funston, because I have no idea where he's going with this. I just noticed he has a weird fascination with Giants, like uh, deep, deep depth guys. Like he owns a bunch of like Austin Mack rookie cards. He thought that was going to be a thing, right? It was Austin Mack. John right? Ross now? John Ross. Like, yeah, he's, I um, yeah, where is Colin Johnson in your rankings, Jake? <laughs> uh, so look, I, I will, I'll, or I'll go with this first in the Colin Johnson is we talked, I think, did we talk about this on Monday? 
I do eight billion shows, so I don't remember who I talked about with what anymore. I yeah, it, it, it's it's Colin Johnson doesn't go in my permanent permanent memory banks. It goes in you know in the in and out part. Like it's, I just uh, yeah, it's you're it's not, not that so, old to start doing that yet. You can't you can't be kicking. I do have to draw the line somewhere. I can't keep Colin Johnson in my I like permanent memory have, banks. I like if you had the printed 2021 schedule like right over your right shoulder. Oh, you can <laughs> see that. This is great. Yeah. It's got, I can look at any team and look at any week. It's, uh, yeah, see, there you go. That it's way like I don't have Woody, to commit it to Woody memory. page over here. Check the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Colin Johnson situation is this. is I, I, What I was saying is Colin Johnson fits Darius Slayton and Kadarius Tony fits Sterling Shepard's role. Those roles are definitively, there's no debate there. Those are the right. roles. The reason and I think he's going with the Colin Johnson thing is the same thing I said about this in the waiver column, which he actually edited. Maybe that's why he's on this, is that it's clearly a Nando guy. Yes, that is correct. of DVR that Colin Johnson is. But what I said is where two wide receivers, you would see Shepard because he's better than Slayton. He's on the field and can play outside. Kadarius Tony is not going to play outside. Kadarius Tony is going to be out there for three wide. And in the slot. So if it's too wide, it's Colin Johnson. And I think that's the thing is I have Colin Johnson over Kadarius Tony. And maybe that's too low if Shepard and Slayton are both out. Right. And that's this has been a this is a tougher week to rank, I think, than any of them, because I feel like there's a bunch of legit 50 50 guys, whereas in previous weeks, the bigger names were either clearly out or clearly to play sooner. Uh, I'm going to go Marvin Jones. I'll, get, I'll slip in two go, questions here real quickly uh, for you. Marvin Jones you know. or Robbie Anderson from Mustard Bus? Yeah, I've, I've equated this to like, you know, the the guy who has the no girlfriend and everybody and doesn't like her and then they're all happy here. when he breaks up with her and goes on and has like this better girl that's for her and uh, for him and, and then... But then they break up and he goes back to his old girlfriend. That's kind of where we're at. And everybody's bummed. It's it's back to the old relationship with Sam Darnold that nobody liked. You know, we all like that Teddy Bridgewater relationship. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I need to see. You know, we, we loved what what we loved about Robbie Anderson was the way he was used last year, which is not the way he's being used this year. And DJ Moore's back to the, being what Robbie Anderson was last year. So until we see it different, I'm not going to be ranking Robbie Anderson on the expectation that that's going to change. Well, also volume is king, and for all intents and purposes, Robbie is getting none. <laughs> he's, right, he's a plebe. <laughs> totally, <laughs> go with that one. This is a, this is a ranking show, but I do want to get this one in here um, from Aussie Oracle. Drop Darnell Mooney for Rashad Bateman or Josh Gordon. Yeah, uh, you, you, yeah. There you go. There you go. DVR. I want to talk about this for two reasons because yes, it's a ranking show, and this has nothing to do with it. It's more so we already covered Josh Gordon. Go back and watch the waiver show. Josh Gordon, if you're going to pick him up, just trade him. Like, don't even, like, there's no guarantee he even plays in the next four weeks. We just name value. It's the Bateman one. And I want to see where you lie on this, Funston, because I love Bateman talent. If you said pecking order, talent of Ravens wide receivers, if everybody is who we think they are, Bateman's number one. Here's my issue barely any preseason. He's coming in behind. He's coming in behind Brown and Watkins, who's still out there and healthy. He needs to get rapport. He needs to get to game speed. He needs to get to NFL speed because he's still a rookie. I do not understand why people are going so bananas over Bateman, and I'm not dropping Mooney as bad as things have been for the Bears. I would not drop Rondell Moore, who's fourth on their depth chart at wide receiver for Bateman. If nothing else, I think he falls into the Gordon conversation of pick him up and immediately trade him because people seem to be going nuts for Bateman, and I don't think we see much from him for a while. 
Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Uh, and, you know, I think people are picking them up without even thinking about context and all that context, context that you just said. And, and, you know, one of my biggest disappointments in this last draft was hearing the Bateman's name called for the Ravens, you know, <laughs> yes. because even if he is the number one, like how, how long have you been able to like week in and week out, rely on the number one receiver for the Ravens. And, you know, it's been better this year. They talked a lot about how they wanted to really involve the wide receivers more, and it's been better. Greg Roman has a terrible track record of it, though. And even though it's better, it's still not great. And and, and, and like you said, he's going to have to work his way over two veterans that aren't, like, you know, just – I mean, they're actually talented. Sammy Watkins and, and Hollywood Brown have a lot of talent. So it's not like yeah. – it's just like a clear talent discrepancy here but either. Funston, he dropped those two touchdowns. So they're obviously <laughs> going to bench him. He's done. He's over. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So second ranking Nando went to and looked for was Nick Westbrook. I found out how to pronounce the last part. I Is found it? the defi- – like, I found it. Do you know how to pronounce a- the last part? A Kenny? Akina. Akina. Okay. I, well, it's funny. I, I heard the announcer say his name on air when he scored the touchdown last week. I just didn't quite. I didn't. Yeah, no, quite. it actually. I know what you're talking. It almost sounded like he said Kenny. It almost sounded like yeah. he said E Kenny or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like Kenny or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's Akina. So uh, keen big letters, the pronunciation part, and then uh again. So it's Akina. Akina. So anyway, is that Hawaiian? I don't know. Oh, didn't I didn't, I didn't okay. dig that deep. I didn't look for root of origin when it came to his name. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> so, yeah, I looked for Nick Westbrook Aquina. So both Johnson and Aquina. Is he flex worthy? And I think this is assuming that Julio Jones is not playing either. And this is, you know what? I'll answer this question first, Funston. Is like, this is where I'm going. I actually like Aquina if Julio Jones is out there. I don't. If Julio Jones isn't, because this falls into the Travis Fulgham situation of last year. If he's the number one and getting the number one treatment from D and Grant, it's a great matchup. So it's not like it's that scary of a defense. But even so, maybe we go Chester Rogers if it's Akina and Chester Rogers. Like, I just I don't feel good about Kina unless Julio Jones is out there. Yeah. Is Josh Reynolds going to play? I, I read that he I mean, was training. Also, I mean, that's also possible, too. Don't forget that. Yeah, he could be out there as well. See, and then I just don't know, you know, who ends up reaping the benefits of all those absences. And then it's only if you're in a 14 team. And I just and, and then are. I just start thinking, well, it's going to be 35 Derrick Henry carries anyways. And, you know, <laughs> and then I start thinking, well, if if I'm ranking these two guys similar, Akina and, you know, I don't know, somebody else that's out there. I'm like, well, I probably have a more known quantity that I'm going to go with than a guy that's complete crab shoot that could end up giving me one catch for seven yards or something, you know. So I, I'm probably going to go with the devil I, I know F over the devil I don't know. Okay. Uh, this is interesting because I don't even know where to go because I haven't finished re- reaching reading this quick <laughs> reading this question, uh, mostly because he forgot the W in Edwards Alaire, but. Uh, so Clyde Edwards-Alaire <laughs> and Najee Harris are the same kind of frustrating bucket. All right, so I don't even know where this one's going. Clyde Edwards-Alaire starting running back on a high-powered offense with no real threat, and he can basically fumble and not get benched, and yet he can't really be relied on for a huge game every week. On the flip side, Najee Harris is playing every snap, but they're stacking the box so hard and hitting him behind the line of scrimmage. How much are your ranking for both of these guys is based on potential and not what is actually happening. Paragraph. So, wow. yeah. 
Um, uh, by, by the way, do you know? Do you know what Najee Harris is? I, I I looked this up the other day for I, was, I forget what I was looking up. But do you anyway? Do you know what Najee Harris's yards before contact is? Do you want to take a guess? It's, I'll give you I'll give you a range. League average is around point nine to one yards. Some okay. of the higher end guys are 1.6, 1.7. There's guys like I think Alvin Kamara is all the way up at one point eight or stuff like that. So uh, now do you want to take your guess on Najee Harris? Point seven. put a zero in front of it point zero six he's not getting even a tenth of a yard before he gets insane um but who cares he's coming off a game he had 19 targets that's the difference between him and Clyde Edwards Hilaire right it's like he is he's massively involved involved in both sides you know the rushing and the receiving where Hilaire is not and I mean Harris had 19 targets. That's, there's no other reason you'll need the rest of the year to start him uh, is that. And, you know, coming off a game, he had five <laughs> catches for 43 yards and a touchdown the week before. He's not getting anything done rushing, but he's right in Ben Roethlisberger's wheelhouse at this point in his career in terms of the passing game. You know, well, like because he, Ben Roethlisberger wheelhouse is, I don't even yeah, know call it, it a house. <laughs> it's, like a, yeah. it's like a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um <laughs> It's more, yeah. It's like a tiny house. So that's his wheelhouse at this point. It's a shack. It's yeah. like, at best. I don't even know this shit. Like if anything past five yards. Uh, so what about Edwards Hilaire? Did you feel good about last week, or are you on the sell high? That was a really good matchup. Get out while you can. Yeah, sell high. Really good matchup. Okay. Get out while you can. I think you Where do even you said the same Edwards thing. I think week. even before last week, you were saying if he has a good week this week. Yeah, I actually trading. said this is the game for him to get good and then immediately trade. So where where do you have Edwards Hilaire? Because I have him RB 16 and I don't even love it. And that's only because Miles Sanders and the Eagles have stopped using him again, especially in the passing game. Uh, James Robinson, because I don't trust Urban Meyer. Kareem Hunt, only because he's the second half of a timeshare. Like that's the, like I don't even love Edwards Hilaire at 16. Yeah, I go Miles Sanders 15, Hilaire 16, Montgomery. I am, I'm in the same rank as you. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay. Uh, How about about this question? In typical Nando fashion. This is is Nando being uh, subtweeting ornery with this question. (laughs) Why is Chuba Hubbard only at 21? That's his question. He caught a lot of passes out of the backfield, exclamation point. <laughs> um, well, first of all, I think people are discounting Royce Freeman's involvement. This is like if Royce Freeman was there last year, Mike Davis would not have been so crazily involved. I think they would have ran a little bit more of a combo backfield. Um, you could make 
Chuba got targeted a lot. He actually has a decent history of drops and not being great in the passing game. Um, and Royce Freeman, if we remember, kind of evolved into the the passing down back for Denver. And he had a season which he had over 40 catches. So I think, you know, where th- there's going to be maybe like a 65-35 split, something like that. I just I just think we're not we're not paying enough attention to Royce Freeman. Okay. I- I'm with you on that. And also this is hey, look. Hubbard's still a rookie. And I think the bigger concern that we've seen from a lot of rookies, this is Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon, one of the factors that was keeping him off the field. But what do we talk about every year? I say we as in you've said it, Fonson, like all of us in the community, NFL analysts, rookies transitioning from college to the NFL. One of the bigger parts that come into play is pass protection. And it's not just you can have somebody who's a good pass blocker but still struggle in pass protection because you have to know your assignments. And it's also transitioning to potential different offense. And one of the things with like Trey Sermon ran a lot in the offense that doesn't have a quarterback under center. So understanding those assignments and when, Hey, you know what? You might be on the right and your first assignment might be look right, but you need to be able to quickly move left just in case that's where the blitz is coming from. Like these, I'm saying this not to go into a deep dive because you can look further into this, but this is something that takes into account why rookies are often not on the field more than we want them to be because of that. And this is a big factor. You can be, like I said, you could freaking stack up linebackers, but still be in the wrong spot and then not, you know, not be on the field because of it. No, I think that's a great point. Uh, But also made me recall, do you remember Maurice Jones drew blowing up Sean Merriman? That's one of my all-time favorite. I, I have forgotten about it for years until you just said that, though. <laughs> yes, it just got me thinking about great, uh, you know, great actual pass blocking. But uh, you know, the, the I remember t- Tyson Williams getting blown up <laughs> at the beginning of the week too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so there you go. All right. So oh, I missed this one. Corey Davis, thirty-six. Cordero Patterson at thirty-eight. If you're looking at wide receivers, Cordero Patterson actually in a similar range on my ranks. If you look at running back, because he's at both positions depending on where you want to put him, though. Here's not this question, though. Is who do you have more faith in, Corey Davis or Cordell Patterson? Mm, yeah, I guess faith. <laughs> faith that they're going to continue to use Cordero Patterson the way that he has and that he can continue to get, like, that 60, 70 yards and score a touchdown every once in a while. I kind of have more faith in that. Like, who has more upside in, in any given week? We've already actually seen it is Corey Davis. And if the matchup right. allows for Zach Wilson to throw the ball with some time, which I think this week it does, and I actually would probably lean a little bit to Corey Davis this week, but uh, um, it's it's close because Cordero's matchup's actually not bad either. So, um, But I think just, yeah, in, an, in a vacuum, if, it's, if Zach Wilson has time to throw, I want Corey Davis. Yeah, the interesting thing was I, I thought it'd be higher after the, the ten targets for Corey Davis last week. He's still only at twenty one percent of the team's target share. I thought it'd be wow. higher, especially what happened in the preseason. I mean, the preseason was like sixty percent, <laughs> and obviously we weren't expecting that. But good old the volume king Brandon Cooks is up at thirty seven percent. Just to give you an idea, uh, are you? So, let's let's talk said, about the Jets for a second. Like I I want okay. I want to get a Michael Carter. Uh, you know, riff in here because I kind of feeling I'm feeling Michael Carter this week. Where are you at on him? Uh, I am feeling Michael Carter th- all the time, but uh, I'm still <laughs> you're always tamping it down trying to temper no, the enthusiasm. I'm, uh, I'm still above most people. Uh, let's see if I'm above you. I have him at 
32, and that's before the Thursday update, by the way. The Thursday, uh, for everybody oh, out man. there, before you go. I'm at what, 32. You 33? <laughs> at 32. Oh, you're at 32? Yeah. I have to move him to 31. I need to be the highest on him. Oh, uh, is that what we're going to do? We're going to keep going back and forth until, like, is this uh, the reverse name right. your tune? We're just, yeah, we're just trying to position for the victory lap. Who gets to take it? <laughs> <laughs> Who gets to go further up? I am updating. If you're listening to this Thursday morning, I am going to update this afternoon like I always do, waiting for the final injury reports. T. Higgins was still in there. I didn't update from last night. I was working on the APA and all that type of stuff. Which go check that out. The adjusted points allowed. Uh, but anyway, back to this. And then you know, I, I'm going to try to slide in the Beller questions here after this one because Nando didn't put those in here. But So be ready for that, Funston. So okay. number seven on his list, uh, Kyle Pitts. Eh, Kyle Pitts is number seven in the tight end ranks. Is he a good trade target for you, Funston? Oh, I mean, I mean, everything needs to be put in context. I mean, I would try. I'd be interested. I don't think that Atlanta's going to be satisfied with how the first three weeks have gone with their usage of him. Um, you know, it's kind of like the whole at some at some point, teams are going to want to show the value in the pick that they made. It's just like why we got, you know, why we kept pushing Henry Ruggs. Don't give up on him because John Gruden's got to save face on that pick, you know, and and like I think Atlanta needs to show that this is the reason why we got this guy. So I don't think they'll stop trying to figure out how to get him untracked but they the bigger issue right now is that off of, offensive line is so bad and you know th- there's I don't know if it's Arthur Smith's new offense and just kind of the growing pains that come with that as well but it's not just a Kyle Pitts problem it's a Calvin Ridley problem it's a every it's a Matt Ryan problem it's a everybody problem except for apparently Cordero Patterson yeah, I was actually talking to Josh Kendall yesterday, the the Falcons writer, and he was asking me from the fantasy perspective. He's like, "Hey, are fantasy people annoyed and ticked off with Arthur Smith because Arthur Smith made a comment that people didn't like him with Tennessee because he spreads the ball around too much, and it really came down from the that, fact that, that that cracked me up. I talked to him as well. It's like Tennessee didn't spread the ball around. It was no, and that's why I said, if anything, Tennessee <laughs> didn't have options, right?" <laughs> And I said, is the biggest thing that we have from Arthur Smith is not people being annoyed with him with the Falcons, is that people were complaining that the Titans went away from running play action in week one. They came back in week two, but it was kind of a mixed bag. In week three, it's just the fact that like people were more saying, we need Arthur Smith's play action back. And it's not so much that Arthur Smith is killing the Falcons offense. It's the fact that the offensive line and what Matt Ryan is at this point of his career is killing that offense. And if you look at teams and what they're doing, they're bringing safeties over top of Calvin Ridley and his air yards aren't even 10 per target. It's like eight point something, which is going to kill Calvin Ridley because he's never been huge after the catch. If you look at his career so far and then they're saying, well, we're going to take the second option and mostly double team Kyle Pitts. Now, granted, you're taking four defenders for two guys, but who cares when you're leaving a messy backfield that's kind of like, okay, it's fine, but let's talk about real talent. And then Zacchaeus and Gage and whoever might else be. That's that's what they're doing. It Defenses are smart. If you watch what the Giants did last week, they did so much to try and stop him that they actually just tackled Pitts in the end zone to make sure he didn't get the touchdown because they're like, you know what? Screw that. You still might not get the touchdown on all three downs from the one. Right. I, I've, I've called them the NFC's version of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, that's kind of the same thing. Old old quarterback not being able to throw downfield, bad offensive line. Um yeah, so I just it's, don't have Najee it's, Harris. It's not just the wide receivers. Yeah, the point is, it's just not a Kyle Pitts problem. There's more. There's more things that need to be fixed there. Uh, so buy low on a one to ten. How aggressive would you be? Let's phrase it that way. Five, six, kind of in the middle. <laughs> like I'm not. I'm not. I'm going com- seven, eight. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
It's because it's still a wasteland after the first six tight ends or so. And so I, well, I get and I, it. I'm still also trying to treat him as a wide receiver slash tight end also. Right. And especially they've been using him as such. I mean, right, where, so, where does he rank in targets at tight end? It's got to be pretty high. He's still getting targets. Um, I don't think it's top five would be see, my I'm guess. I'm looking it's right not. now. Uh, a, he is say he's tied for eighth. seventh. Almost. Uh. <laughs> but he's tied with Mark Andrews and Noah Fant. So it's kind of, you know, he's right where he needs to be. And he's one in front of Conklin and Jared Cook and Jono Smith. And that just tells you that things are going. 17 targets through three games. Actually, 17 is not bad for a tight end. So the Beller question, since he's not here, give me an RB3. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, told, I, I prepped you like five minutes ago. You knew it was coming. <laughs> Which Give way me do you an want RB3. Me to, I, I pause. I pause. Which way do you want me to go? Do you want an RB3 you have to start or RB3 you want to sit? I'll I'll even let you take the direction you want to take. Um, I will go with the RB3 I want to start. Um, okay. And it's and just, it? it's being recency biased all the way, but it's it's Zach Moss um, because he's been getting <laughs> touchdowns because his usage is up there. And I'm fine if... If Devin Singletary and Zach Moss want to split 24 or 25 carries right down the middle every week, that's fine. Uh, but if Zach Moss is a guy that can be used around the goal line in a game against Houston, which they could be in the red zone an awful lot, like I'll take Zach Moss's upside as an RB3. And now it's a Devin Singletary week. Thanks a lot, Fonster. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> true. So I'll get, then I'll go the opposite direction. I'll give an RB3 that I want to sit. How about that? Um, he is inside my top 30, barely. He's 29. I don't want to. I want to sit him if I can. I want to sit Damien Harris if I can. And mm -hmm. I like Damien Harris. And I like Damien Harris, especially if he goes belly up against, and this is why I want to sit him, the Buccaneers run defense, is that buy low after this week. He got game scripted last week, which I don't expect most games to happen for the Patriots. But if it's going to happen again, it's going to happen against the Buccaneers when Tom Brady throws two touchdowns in 67 or wait, he needs 68 in the first quarter. So 73 yards in the first quarter and just goes ham on his Patriots. And Antonio Brown might have 13 catches for 175 yards because he wants to do Antonio Brown at the same time because Tom Brady's that kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Bet on the Gronk anytime touchdown for sure. Um, that one as well. Yeah. It's actually really good odds for the first. Or, or wait, wait, no, somebody was telling me uh, it's the line to catch the pass when he breaks the yards. Right. I think it was like plus 1400 or something like that. Oh yeah. I like that. Yeah. They, I mean, I feel like Gronk and Brady can just decide when they want to, you know, hook up. It's like, and that's what that—that's what the point was. I think it was Ratcliffe who said that to me. That's the point. Is like, if, if Brady's like, "Hey, I want to break it on this play," like it'll happen. I'm going to do it with Gronk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to do it with my boy. <laughs> All right, let's get back to Nando's questions. Uh, Alan Robinson, wide receiver, twenty-seven. This is actually a tough situation here. Where's that rank go for Foles? versus, I know what he meant to say, but Foles versus Fields. He didn't say that. Freaking Nando. See, there you go. Freaking Nando. You know what? I wore the Scream shirt. It's actually, if anybody's watched Rick and Morty, it's Mr. Meeseeks as the Scream painting. There you go. This is this is appropriate for trying to read his rundown. Thank you, Hero Nando. Or, or, yeah. or to try to figure out the Bears' offense or, you know, it's... Ugh. Do, Alan do you Robinson's feel guy that I just rank, like as a very back end wide receiver two, early wide receiver three this week. 
that I don't want to rank that high, but I have to give him at least that. If much. it's Fields, you know, if it's Andy Dalton, I actually want him back as a top twenty wide receiver. I, I hate to say it, but I feel better if it's Dan- Dalton at quarterback. Yeah, but what if it's Andy Dalton who's not a hundred percent? Like it's still better than what Nagy, well, no doubt what he's giving Fields to do. I would still take Andy Dalton, although. Let's let's do this. You know, we don't do this on the show because I don't get to run things. But um, when I, I'm not going to do the full blown because everybody not might know what it's coming from on this show. But when I don't know where to rank somebody versus other people, I make a list. There's the simple version. I'll scream it on my other show, but not on this one. So I have him at 27 right now, as Nando said. That's with Andy Dalton. Okay. So that's pretty low. That's would you? I ranked him twenty five, yeah. assuming it would not be Andy Justin. Dalton. Well, I assumed it. Oh, it would, would be Justin Fields. It wouldn't be Justin Fields. Is, was my okay? Assumption. It'd be it'd be Dalton or Folds. Yeah. All right. So let's say it's Dalton or Folds. Folds. <laughs> folds. He actually does kind of folds at quarterback. <laughs> yes. You, so, Allen Robinson or Odell Beckham? I have Odell Beckham at twenty three. So I am going Odell Beckham. All right, agree with you there. How about Allen Robinson or another potential buy low, Robert Woods? So right now I have Robert Woods at twenty six and Robinson at twenty five. So I'm right there, and um, I could I, I could vacillate about that one a little bit probably and go back and forth. I want to save one of these because we're going to talk about him even if Nando doesn't have him in the rundown. Uh, Allen Robinson or Marv Jones? We talked about him before. Yeah, I'm just a couple higher on Allen Robinson. Marvin Jones down at twenty eight. Then Marvin Jones. Yeah. Okay. Allen Robinson or the Bees, Cole Beasley? The Bees, I have 31. Might not be enough. Uh, I have Julio Jones ranked, though, and I also have Deontay Johnson ranked. So Where we'll do have, you have Julio Jones? I have him at 30, but that's kind of like... Most I have him of, at 24. Yeah, most of the time I rank, like, if they're going to play. This one I kind of hedged a little bit that maybe he wasn't. I just well, that's what I put him at 24. He's going to play, but not... But uh, baking in the risk, like DeAndre Hopkins last week when I had DeAndre Hopkins at like 15. Right. And that's why I have Julio Jones at 24. Like if I knew Julio Jones was 100%, I would say 12 or 13. Thank you, David Funkhauser. Yes, for everybody that doesn't know, don't tell YouTube. <laughs> but if you just comment and help us out, that's like more free shows for you guys. The algorithm just, if you comment, you could just be like, this is a comment. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> Kudos to Pat Mayo for always figuring out a way to break the system. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh. So wait, wait, Faustin, do you know what we just did when we were trying to figure out where Alan Robinson fits? You, do you know what we're doing? We, we, did, we made a list. Oh. Uh, I did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is all. This is all. Yeah, this is all beyond me. This is this is stuff that I don't have a history of doing. Chris with Jericho. You. Oh, can I reach Chris Jericho? I think. Uh, where did I put Chris Jericho? That's why I wore the shirt the one time. I'm looking behind me for everybody who doesn't know I'm leaning over. He did I fall? Chris Jericho's missing. I'm gonna find a Chris Jericho. <laughs> WWE. We made a list. All right. So Cooper Cup. <laughs> Nando. Why is he Cooper not? Cup's number three in my ranks? What does he have to do to be number one? Uh, you know what he has to do to be number one? I'll answer this question. He has to murder Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. Had- I think number three is about like like maybe one more week. But let's be honest. Let's put it this way: if somebody you're you're the Cooper Cup Cooper Cup manager, Funston, and I come to you and I say, "Here's Justin Jefferson. Do you accept trade?" Uh, that's close. I mean, I'm probably going. Justin Jefferson still. It's close though. I mean, I I have I have moved my view of Cup up. I mean, clearly. <laughs> if I sent you Stefan Diggs, do you hit accept? If I get Stefan Diggs, I'm hitting accept. Yes. 
Okay, if I sent you Tyreek Hill, yeah, would you hit accept? Yep, exactly. If you sent me, okay, Devontae so basically Adams, you're I'd saying hit. you're saying three is too high. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you can you can look at a group of about eight receivers and you can start mixing and matching them based upon matchup for the week. Like I, we don't say the matchups are going to sway things dramatically, but when you're splitting hairs on receivers, that's how you decide. Okay, uh, I do want to get this question in here. It's the very first one that just came in, DVR. Is there a reason Cooks is not inside your top 20? Yes, the Volume King is not inside the top 20 this week. Why is the Volume King not inside the top 20? Who is the Volume King facing this week, Faustin? The Bills. The Bills. <laughs> and the Bills have a potential Tr- shutdown Tredavious. corners and potential shadow potential corner. Like. I love Cooks. Everybody knows this. And I think that's why we're getting the question is because I'm the Cooks. We are the Cooks show. But I am the Cooks guy. I gave him the Volume King moniker and said the disrespect for the fact that he's been top 15 every single year outside of being hurt for the past five of his six career. He's played six years, right? It feels like at I think least, everybody feels like he's played yeah, longer. I think no, he, that's the thing. It's like if you, everybody thinks it's longer than that. Well, I think it's only six. Saints. Are you check? Well, he was a thousand yarder with the Saints, the Patriots, and the Rams. Or the Texans? It is longer. One, two, three, seven. Yeah, I mean, seven. he's so. played for four different teams. and So one, two, three, four, five, six. So six of the last seven years, he was top 15. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I have him at 22 this week. I have him knocking on the top 20 door. Um, so, But this is worrisome. This is, again, this is where I have a 21. I mean, that's <laughs> he, he missed it by one. <laughs> right. But that's the thing. Like You got to factor in sometimes even being the volume king. This could be a week where it's still 10 targets only turns into three for 25. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I, I, you do feel good about them having to throw the ball from about the, the middle of the first quarter on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm seeing he doesn't have this other person in the rundown, so let's get to it. He is one of my sleepers this week, and I said, Fonston, it's the second chance now this season you've had to buy low on Cortland Sutton, and it might be your last. I have Cortland Sutton one spot behind Brandon Cooks going against Baltimore, who just cannot stop the pass, especially if you're 15-plus yards downfield. Is this Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Teddy Bridgewater time this week, and where do you have him ranked? Uh, Cortland Sutton, I have one spot ahead of Brandon Cooks. I have him at 21. I have Cooks at 22. So, yeah, I'm with you on Cortland Sutton. Yeah, Tim Patrick's going to steal the thunder some weeks. I think the point is is that Teddy's throwing the ball downfield. And, you know, and as you mentioned, this matchup's good. You know, it might not be obvious, but it's been a good matchup this year for receivers. And um, with Teddy, you know, and, and I think people look at Teddy Bridgewater still have that you know, game manager, short to intermediate range, but he is throwing deep balls. And that's, you know, that's going to help Cortland Sutton most weeks. Question number 10, Curtis Samuels at 50, obviously assuming he's playing. That's also going to be if he's playing his first game back, but that's not really where the question's going. I don't think anybody's trying to start Curtis Samuel in this first game back. I have I have Curtis Samuel at 50. It must be where you put the guy that you just don't know what's going to happen, but you respect the talent and you are like... Or you stole my projections. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's very... It, that's it. Um, uh, so he says, what are we expecting in offense that wasted him for years before his breakout with Matt Rule? What's the ceiling? Because his question is, 50 feels like this is the lowest he's ever going to be, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the difference here is, yeah, when he was with Ron Rivera, he wasn't maximized like he was with Matt Rule last year. But he was also 
in an offense, if I remember right, that he wasn't. Was he the number two very often? Like, was, or was no, it? No, I'm sorry. I'm laughing at DVR's question for the people watching. I know. I was going to bring it up earlier. <laughs> I, I was going to say, will you explain that you're not actually laughing at me? And I know that DVR's doing stuff behind the scenes here to make you laugh. But, um, yeah, like, he, he clearly is an obvious need for this team as a wide receiver, too. I'm trying to remember who the other who the foils were at wide receiver in Carolina when he was there besides DJ Moore, but you know, Robbie Anderson was just the, was alternating between those three. But who was it before Robbie Anderson? Cause Robbie Anderson came there last year. Who was it? Oh, but he was, it was just the fact that I don't think Curtis Samuel was seeing consistent snaps at that point. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember who the, who the more kind of steady was. All right. So low, this is the lowest you have for Curtis Samuel the entire year, essentially. Yeah, I think I so. Unless he, unless he goes out, he does were. absolutely nothing, you know, and then it's, well, okay, maybe I'll keep him at 50 and wait on this one. 50, okay. 50, is, uh, 50 says, you know, wait and see. He says, don't play him this week. Watch and see how it plays out. Uh, Greg Olson, yeah, Aussie Oracle. Greg Olson was still a thing at that time. Greg Olson was a thing. Yeah, position. Maybe, maybe that was what I was kind of thinking about. Okay, so next question is LaVisca Chenault and Marquez Callaway, 58 and 59. Uh, interesting to pair them. I didn't really pair them on purposely, but he's saying interesting to pair them because they're two of the bigger busts, quote-unquote, this year. Uh, you know I was down on Chenault, but I don't think I was ever going to rank Chenault down in the 50s. If you had to choose – this is the question, though. If you had to choose one rest of season, Funston, Chenault or Callaway? Mm, I'm going to go with Chenault. Um, you know, Callaway hasn't really been that great in – we, we haven't had Traquan Smith in the lineup, and we haven't had Michael Thomas in the lineup. You know, at some point, both those guys are steady weekly, you know, inserts into and, that lineup. And let's be clear. Nobody would be trying to pick Callaway back up after dropping him if that pass had been rightfully intercepted instead of going to Callaway. <laughs> I, was saying, I was just bringing it up the other day. Like, Jameis Winston, every game has two or three passes that are the 30 interception Jameis that, you know, get coaches fired. It's, he's not completely gone away just because, you know, he spent a year behind Drew Brees and in Sean Payton's system. There's still that Jameis lurking out there. He got lucky with that Callaway touchdown because that was a complete blind, eyes closed, throwing into the end zone, hoping for the best, and it worked out. But, um, yeah, and there will be weeks where New Orleans just won't throw the ball. You know, I mean, I don't think we can say that about Jacksonville. Jacksonville's throwing a ton because they have to, and I don't think that's going to change. So, um, yeah, give me Chenault for the long haul. All right, let me rephrase the Beller question in a form of it, but a little bit different way at wide receiver. A wide receiver three or deeper that you want to start this week? Uh, Brandon Ayuk. Um Against that, you're not allowed to say Brandon Ayuk for two reasons. Is one is that's what I was going to say, and then two, you're the Debo Samuel guy, so you're not allowed to say it. No, but I, I, <laughs> I was a Debo Samuel in like the don't re- disrespect Debo and say that Brandon Ayuk is clearly the higher draft capital guy. It's I, I, I was I was a Debo guy in that respect. I do love Debo. It's true. Um, <laughs> but you can't help but ignore that Brandon Ayuk played 60 snaps last week, which was three fewer than Debo and. Got what six targets? He's starting to come online, is what I'm saying, and and he's got the Seahawks <laughs> this week. He put the AOL disc in, and <laughs> the buff- the buffering was going for a while, but we're starting to see we're actually moving on the internet now. We're online. Um, yeah, it's the Seahawks, man. Maybe I'm jaded, but God, the Seahawks defense is awful right now. Um, I I mean, Kirk Cousins could have thrown for as many yards as he wanted to last week. I mean, they're they've got this soft zone bubble defense. Everything underneath is open. Like, I just, 
if Ayuk's on the field, I want a piece of him this week because I think it's going. I think he's going to have his best game yet. Okay, I do want to get to his lightning round because those are always fun. Uh, the one that I want to start is Jalen Waddle, uh, the only one I trust with Brissett. The volume again, volume. I'm chasing volume. And it's also, I'm chasing a matchup where you do more damage with tight ends and over the middle of the field and somebody like Waddle. So that's what I'm really looking for here is I think this is like an easy one if he's in the 40s for which is a lot of people, but you know, Indianapolis, that's where you can kind of beat them up and have been beaten up this year. So Jalen Waddle for me, lightning round. This is all right. He's 40, he's 40 for me. Exactly. So, um, okay. Yeah. I'm still wide receiver three plus solidly down in the wide receiver four now. I mean, cause that's mm-hmm. four spot, five spots technically. All right. Lightning round. Here we go. We'll keep these two 30 seconds or less. How about that, Faustin? Lightning round. Joe Burrow or Ryan Tannehill? Absolutely, Joe Burrow. Um, <laughs> because who who do we know that Tannehill has to throw the ball? Like I said, it's 35, maybe even 40 carries for Derrick Henry if it, you know if they need to go that route. But uh, yeah, I don't want I don't want Tannehill. I got Burrow a few spots ahead of him. And I'm definitely going with Burrow as well. Was efficient last week and looked confident last week. Kirk Cousins or Sam Darnold? Uh, Kirk Cousins, because I have Kirk Cousins ranked close to a QB1 range, and I just can't, in my head, get Sam Darnold there. You know, um, I don't know. And I also think that this Dallas defense, uh, people are still looking at this Dallas defense like it's last year's Dallas defense. Dan Quinn is actually making this defense look pretty good. And, yeah, they gave up. Pass rush. Well, uh, Trevon Diggs is legitimately good. I think he's good. Well, I, yeah, I was going to say outside of him, though, it's still lacking. And it's helping because of the pass rush and because of Diggs. And they're actually turning Diggs into like J.R. Alexander. And like he's been shadowing people, too, on top of things. Yeah, so. exactly. Oh, I appreciate it, Ronald. But this is a comment is actually after the show is done in those comments. Like they, they've, they're live. It's, it's hey, this is YouTube lesson for everybody. If you're trying to create your own content after out there, the comments do help in show. But the ones that help more is once the show is posted in the comments that are there static. That's so there you go. There's more little lesson behind the scenes. <laughs> Dum Dums or Tootsie Roll Pops? Ah, <laughs> uh, Tootsie, Tootsie Roll Pops. I, love, I don't think this, I, I think it's a slam dunk. I like the flavor choices of Dum Dums, but like you got you love the the reward in the middle of the Tootsie Roll Pop. Uh, I'm going Dum Dums because of the choices, mm. because of all the choices. And t- Tootsie Roll Pops take a little bit too long. And sometimes you get those ones where like I don't know how it's possible, but the middle actually got like stale. And you get to the Tootsie Roll stuff. <laughs> like, like, how is the Tootsie? Like, it's encased. It's encased, right. It's like encased in sugar. amber, you know, whatever. <laughs> do you, do you like Car- the, Do you like the mystery wrap? Do you like when they do that? Because I think they do that for both. I think if Tootsie Roll Pops, you can get No, the- I just, I want to know my flavor. Because yeah, I don't, there's I do a lot too. of flavors I just despise. And I don't want to put that in my mouth and all of a sudden be like, <laughs> oh, thank you for that wonderful disgustiness. And now I got to go eat something else. All right. Yeah. Michael Carter, Jamal Williams. Uh, I think I have Carter one spot ahead of Jamal Williams. It's a it's a coin flip, but I'm in my heart. I'm just gonna go with Michael Carter because I, you know, my guts, my gut, everything's saying it. So I'm I'm all in on Michael Carter. Oh damn it! Thanks, Charlie. I, I same. <laughs> this is the first week four. It took four weeks. What actually technically took three until I also forgot about waivers this week too. I forgot about flex waivers. Oh. I forgot. <laughs> you forgot to what put in your I claims. Forgot? I forgot about my guillotine waivers. I forgot. Oh, Barkley, I was just slapping this. She ran away. <laughs> I forgot. Look, even I do it. Uh, I forgot about waivers. There you go. We all do it. Um, all right. Odo Beckham or Marvin Jones? We actually covered that one. Royce Freeman or James Conner in a PPR? Ha ha. Oh, give me James Conner uh, because Kyler Murray stopped. Again yeah. Kyler Murray stopped taking all the goal line touchdowns and gave gave a couple to Conner last week. So. 
that 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 suddenly puts Connor back into consideration. You ready for this next one? Do it. <laughs> Do it. It might be an appropriate way to phrase this. <laughs> uh oh. Got me scared. Win a thousand dollar lottery ticket or never have to wipe your poops again for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> that is an in, that is ingenious. Uh I'm gonna go with the ladder. So am I. Like it maybe you said ten thousand now. Okay, I think I'm, I'm assuming that by saying that it's just automatically somehow taken care of. Because I'm not saying clean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It has to be clean. Like, <laughs> you could probably buy a bidet for a thousand dollars. So it's basically, you know, what you're doing there. <laughs> and like you ghost poop yeah, there's like nothing there you don't need you right, like, exactly yeah. oh, oh god nando will fuller or robbie anderson half point ppr i guess robbie anderson i i mean i i don't know <laughs> so i don't i'll I, get i was gonna say they're very similar they are two three catches 70 yards and a touchdown i'll lean anderson for one more week uh just because again the quarterback situation a little bit better uh slightly there how about this this is an interesting one Hunter Renfro versus Kenyon Drake in a PPR. Uh, I will go Kenyon Drake because I feel like there's almost the same amount of like target upside for Kenyon Drake, but then he also gets some carries. So give me two ways to score. Okay. Uh, how, <laughs> how many NFL jerseys do you think your co-host owns? I'm going to say you have only like two. I have two. Yeah. Ah, I already win. Yeah. There's no way you can defeat. I have, no a, I have an old Marshawn and I have a, and a Russell Wilson. So uh, I, I'd have to go double check my count because I got the two signed ones behind me. Right. Actually, one of them's covered up because he's in a. You gotta have a. In, you gotta have a Fulgham somewhere too, right? <laughs> Heineke's technically ODU. No, I don't have a Fulgham, but I have an Odell Beckham Giants and an Odell Beckham Browns. I have Zach Pascal Gardner Minshew. No, I have Gardner Minshew because he was Beowulf. Actually, I have the one where it actually says Beowulf and not Gardner Minshew. Eli Manning, Justin Tuck, Michael Strahan. I got. I would have to go double check. There might be but another. But you don't actually wear them, right? No, I don't. I just end up putting them up behind me as decoration. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Do they count if I don't ever wear them? Uh, you'd save a lot more money if you buy actual poster versions of the jerseys. <laughs> How about some uh, Yahoo trade market questions? Because these are good. These are kind of like going forward thinking of who would you rather. That's what it basically is. Who would you rather for the rest of the season? And I'm going to start for everybody out there. I'm starting next week's rank column. This week was ranking Starburst for fun. Next week, I'm going to go back to some more things of advice. And one of them I actually have on there, Funston, is rest the season trades. People are like, I'll give you a good comparison. A lot I've seen lately of people have been saying Tim Patrick or it's like Tim Patrick or and I'm trying to think of somebody in like in this like Allen Robinson or something like that. I was like, well, rest of the season doesn't really work with somebody like Patrick because it's Patrick until Jerry Judy gets back. And then if so, if you're doing rest of season, I have to factor in ten games versus three or four more. Like so anyway, that being the point here. So any context you want, but the, most of these are guys playing the rest of the season and playing right now. So would you rather have Allen Robinson or Odell Beckham for the rest of the year? Mm. Yeah, Jarvis is out for the rest of the year, right? I'm, no. Okay, when's he coming back? Undetermined. Similar to Judy, it's like could be on the short end of the spectrum, could be the long end of the spectrum. Well, like I'm going to go Allen Robinson because it's just been three yuck games, but he's had so many bad quarterbacks. He was good last year with Trubisky, like. It's. I have a feeling in some way, somehow, it gets figured out. With Odell, they don't like to throw a ton. 
Jarvis Landry's coming back. He has his own injury history. Like yeah, that's why I slightly lean Robinson too. Yeah. There you go. How about Kenny Galladay or Eli Mitchell? Um, <laughs> I will go Elijah Mitchell. I guess. Um, we didn't talk about him. He wasn't in the rundown. You're starting Elijah Mitchell over Trey Sermon, are you not? I'm doing. I like, am. I, I ranked this, him. This 20, is what I said. Is, I ranked him 28. So uh, 28. Yeah, because I also kind of factored in he has a shoulder injury that he wasn't healthy enough to play with. So last you're factoring in some injury, like the reaggravation potential of a running back with a shoulder. Why injury. do you hate Elijah Mitchell? I have him 27. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I can remember that. If that's if that's what I need to do, if I need to move him up one, I can figure out a way to do that. <laughs> two more. You have to you have to leap me two more. Uh, the Christian McCaffrey trade market is an interesting one. Christian McCaffrey and Adam Thielen for Evans and Cook. I'm taking that. I'm taking the Cook side of it because Cook should be back this week. He was already limited practice yesterday. And I see you thinking about it, but here's where I'm going with this one. And I'm glad that he put this in here is I actually put this at the top of either the waiver, or the ranks column, Fonston. And I want to see if you agree with this and part of this trade conversation. So I said, if you're three and oh and two and one, you're sitting pretty go trade for Christian McCaffrey, but don't pay top five, like get him at a discount, get him mm-hmm. at like low end RB one. Now, if you're one and two and zero oh and three, and you can't survive, like let's assume Christian McCaffrey's only three weeks, and you're in a bad shape overall, like maybe your second running back was only Melvin Gordon, and you can even get RB one. I say get him out of it. You need the wins, and that's where I'm going with this. Yeah, no, I'm on the I'm on the Cooks, and it's Mike Evans. Is that was that the other guy in the question? Yeah, here? Evans and Cook. Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely on that. I'd feel better if I had Madison to kind of just lock that backfield up. What if it was? Christian McCaffrey and Adam Thielen for Dalvin Cook and Cortland Sutton. I honestly don't don't have that big of a discrepancy between Mike Evans and Cortland Sutton. So okay. I, I'd still do the deal. How about James Robinson or Cortland Sutton the rest of the year? I'm actually going to go James Robinson. I actually am starting to think that it's going to be okay for him. Wait, 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 you're putting some trust in Urban Meyer? I know. I didn't say that. <laughs> Put my trust in James <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> I, mean, I think you're, you're no, trusting no, that I they're going to be losing in the second I'm half every single year. I'm trying to ignore the, the <laughs> Urban the Meyer factor. I'm just, yeah. I mean, no, no, no. Let's be honest. It's clear. Like, the first half barely touched the ball. But what they were doing, they were in the game and actually leading for a little bit at the right. very beginning of the game. Second half, like most every single game we expect them to be, trailing and having to play catch up which is where james robinson does his work yeah if if the worst thing you have to worry about with james robinson is if the team actually gets good and competitive i think you're okay like you're gonna be fine we got a couple mike davises in a row here <sighs> mike davis or damian harris this week i'm gonna go mike davis just barely this but, is trademark this is the rest of the season oh you rest of the season you know he does i think he's had 16 touches every week like or is averaging? That's his average. He went into the year and said, "You know what? Through three weeks, Mike Davis is going to average sixteen touches." Okay, that's fine. That I was ranked my argument for Mike Davis. I, yeah, <laughs> I ranked him a little bit high. If that's the case, I kind of ranked him with the idea that maybe he would get into the twenties or reach there. But like, if it's sixteen, I was still going to probably pick him. You know, RB twenty, twenty one, twenty two, right in that range. And I, I think I had him just a little bit Six- higher. 16 gives him 250 plus touches, which is, yeah, that's remember those are the exact, my exact words 250 plus touches to any running back, even middling. Yep. I'll take him as an RB2. And this is a, right, this so isn't Mike, a Mike Davis problem. It's an Atlanta problem. It's another team like the yes. Bears that have to get some things fixed. Mike Davis or Antonio Brown? Mike Davis. Mike Davis or Jalen Waddell? 
Mike Davis. <laughs> All right. Last one. And then there is, I'm getting to the question. It was a defense question. Whoever asked it, I am going to answer your question because I want to get out of here on that. Cause it's a defense strategy situation. Both of these are strategies before we get out of here. He actually even says squeezing this in Marlon Mack probably traded soon. If he lands in the right spot, and there's more to the question. I'm cutting it off there, Fonston, because I don't care. I don't care about Marlon Mack. Stop asking about Marlon Mack. And here's why I said it's like, uh, kidding aside. Somebody asked this in the waivers, and they said, hey, Marlon Mack was going to get traded. At worst, he's splitting carries wherever he goes, right? I said, no. At best, he's splitting carries wherever he goes. So I understand it. Because I think a lot, here's where I think a lot of people are going with this, Funston. I think a lot of people are seeing what happened with Kenyon Drake that one season. And they're like, oh my God, he could be a league winner. They were down to nobody in that backfield. Now, maybe, I don't know, maybe San Francisco, and that's his point. It's like, what if he goes to San Francisco? Maybe San Francisco loses Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon this week. And then Marlon Mack goes there. Like, maybe, 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 best case, what is he? RB 20 to 25 best case. So deep leagues, but I, I would rather just pick him up and trade him similar to the Bateman situation. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but I just can't ignore that. He's coming back from an Achilles injury. Name the running back that's ever had success doing that. There hasn't been, it's, it, it right. would be uncharted territory for him to come back and be a significant factor coming off the Achilles. Like he wasn't even getting work before they considered trading him. Right. I know. Um, yeah. I'm not holding my breath on Marlon Mack either. I, yeah, not, I won't be interested unless it's just a slam dunk that he's going to get, you know, regular double digit touches. I just don't know where that is. What, where does that happen? All right. Last one before we get out of here. So somebody asked about the Pittsburgh defense and they said, would you consider holding the Pittsburgh defense? They're at Green Bay this week. Uh, if you look at the rest of the schedule right after that home against Broncos, not too bad. Uh, then home against the Seahawks at Browns versus Bears versus Lions. Here's what I say wants to see where he takes like Steelers, whoever, unless it's a definitive walk away, it doesn't matter a matchup defense. I'm not ever holding a defense through screaming matchups, but I want to see if you agree with that. And then the part two of it is, would you ever roster a second defense in the fact of like, Hey, let's give you an example, a top streamer this week, like the Bengals was last week. And then you're looking towards next week and saying, Oh, I haven't even looked at next week yet. Whoever's facing the, the Texans next week, you know, streamer, streamer. Would you ever stash a week ahead streamer so you don't have to chase on waivers with everybody else? I'm not saying I've never done that, but almost never do I do okay. that. Uh, like every once in a while, you just hit on a defense that's awesome. Patriots have Houston next week. And and yeah, and sometimes you like the defense that you love has a bad matchup this week and you want to play a streamer, but you can the defense you love then has like an awesome matchup the following week. And you're like, okay, I just got to. I got to get through this week with somebody else, but then I, I need to have that defense back and then I can sail on. I mean, Denver's a Denver's been a popular defense that I picked up because of the Giants, the Jets, and who was the other one? The Texans in the first three weeks. Like, I was like, it doesn't get much better than that. But at some point, I'm going to be willing to cut Denver. You know, I mean, it's pretty easy to play defense in the stream. It's, right. you know, it's there's always a good matchup for somebody who's out there. All right. Well, it's it's always easy to make sure you're subscribing to the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It's not just Mondays and Tuesdays or Mondays and Thursdays with Fonston and myself. And Beller, when he's back in town, well, he's living it up in Hawaii right now. He's is he even awake at this? No, he's probably not even awake at this point <laughs> with the time difference. But uh, yeah, make sure you're following. Do the like I said after the show's over. Drop in a comment. Hey, I'll promise you this. What is it? It's Thursday. Uh, Thursday by six p.m. I'll check to see if there's any questions 
for Thursday night football before we get in there. But I don't promise anything about Friday or Saturday. Just Thursday at 6 p.m. I'll jump in and see if there's any questions in the comments. We like our, we'll we back. like our light Fridays. You like our life, right? Well, no, I just like to, I already I'm already answering 1100 in the rankings column anyway. Which if you're over there, if you're a la- athletic subscriber, that's guaranteed, guaranteed you get an answer if you ask in the rankings column every single week. I answer all of them somehow. And to be clear, that's Jake's rankings column. It's not my. Yes, Jake. <laughs> Don't go to Funst. This will be like screw you guys. I actually I'm not tell going people there. in my rankings column to go to Jake's rankings. Oh, is that why? Yeah, there Thanks you go. a lot. <laughs> All right. We'll be back on Monday. No better from one more show after this. Well, the other shows as well, but we'll be back on Monday for Weaver, Weavers, Weavers and a recap of week four. And I just need sleep. Goodbye. <laughs>